Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 48 of The Home Hour. This is the show where we talk about your home, your family, food, and life that goes on inside your four walls. I'm your host, Megan Francis, a mom of five and creator of the Happiest Home blog. I'm glad you're here. So this episode is a little bit different than most. Um, First of all, it's a bit shorter, but it's packed with really great information that I think you're going to enjoy a lot. Um, And secondly, it's the first time that I've partnered with a brand to go to an event and then record a podcast from the event. Um, We actually recorded it from the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas, where I was last week on behalf of Whirlpool. And I was there to learn about some of their new innovations that they have, um, really cool stuff that makes washing your dishes and cleaning your laundry and everything else easier and more satisfying. And it ties into their new campaign, which is called Everyday Care. And it's all about how caring for our families in these small ways by washing and cooking and cleaning really makes a big difference. It's not just menial work. um, It matters. And it's something that I focus a lot on my blog about and have talked a lot about here on the podcast. And we'll be talking a lot more about over the next month or so. So on today's show, I'm talking with Letitia Barr from Tech Savvy Mama and Jim Higley from Bobblehead Dad. They were both also there on behalf of Whirlpool. So we talk a little bit about some of our favorite products and some of the things that they were um, talking about and featuring at the show and that got us really excited, like this really great new finish on um, their kitchen suite, which looks a little bit like stainless, but has this really nice warm finish and is also fingerprint resistant which got me very excited and other really cool innovations like a um, laundry system that works with your thermostat to know when you're not home and help you manage your laundry better. So we talk about a few of those different things and we also talk more about chores in our household and how we divide the labor um, and how we get our kids on board and just kind of what that looks like in each of our homes. We all have a very different kind of family structure and it's really interesting you know Jim has older kids and Letitia has two older kids and then I have kind of a a range of kids from little up into up into bigger so we talk about how it looks in our houses and how we divide those chores up and just kind of how we try to approach the act of doing housework as a way to nurture our families which I think is something that doesn't get talked about a whole lot these days We, we kind of tend to look at it as just another chore that we need to get out of the way as quickly as possible. So I hope you enjoy this interview with Letitia and Jim and I, and stick around at the end because I'll have some more thoughts on delegation and assigning chores to kids, and also we'll direct you towards some posts on the blog. Hey everyone, I am here in Las Vegas at the Consumer Electronics Show on behalf of Whirlpool Brand with my two friends, Jim Higley of Bobblehead Dad and Letitia Barr of Tech Savvy Mama. Um, We are all here with Whirlpool and learning more about their products and some of the innovations that they have coming out and currently on the market that are making it easier to be connected to your family. Um, The campaign that we are working with is called Everyday Care, and it's all about taking care of your family. And um, that's something that we can all relate to, I think. So first, we're going to talk a little bit about some of our favorite products that we saw here in the Whirlpool booth um, today. And they've been here since yesterday. I just got in here today. So it's a little quick trip for me. Um, But and we're talking about those. And then we're going to talk about chores in our households and and caring for our kids and our families and each other by doing these little tasks that we do, washing and cooking and cleaning and doing the laundry and folding the laundry and putting the laundry away. Um, Actually, I don't do that. They have to do that themselves, but (laughs) everything else. So I'm going to start with Letitia. I would love to hear what your favorite Whirlpool product or innovation was that was um, introduced here at CES. 
Hi, everyone. Well, for me, my favorite innovation was the whole Connect to Care program through a new app that Whirlpool has connected to some of their washers and dryers. It's a way that families can give back to Habitat for Humanity. Whirlpool has had a really long history working with Habitat for Humanity by providing appliances for all the homes that are built through them. And the Connect to Care program is really just a new way for families to give back through the everyday task of doing laundry. You can bring up the app and in quick four quick steps, designate an amount of money that you give personally to Habitat for Humanity. It can be anywhere from 10 cents a load, 25 cents a load, 50 cents a load, or an amount you designate yourself, but you give that amount when your washer and your dryer runs. So if I set mine for 10 cents, I would be giving 10 cents per load of laundry um, that runs in my washer, 10 cents for the stuff that goes in my dryer, so a total of 20 cents per load. And it doesn't seem like a lot, but over time, when you think about how much laundry you do every single day, every single week, um, for the year, it really does add up. And another thing I like about the app is that it keeps track of how much you're personally donating and how much uh, that adds up through a month and then also how much it contributes to others, um, um, how much it adds up for others who are contributing to the Connect to Care program through their washers and dryers. So it just shows that a little bit goes a long way and collectively we can do a lot of good in the world even through laundry. It's amazing. I love that and um, it reminds me when you were just talking about, remember those commercials they were big in the 80s and 90s where they would talk about like for the cost of a cup of coffee a day or the change that you would find under your seat in the car or whatever you can contribute to this. And this is like the 2015 version because not as many of us have changed rattling around the way that we did then. But, you know, those 20 cents, 30 cents, whatever adds up. And yeah, I mean, especially those of us who do a lot of laundry, it really, really adds up. You don't miss it at the moment. But over time, it becomes a lot. And Habitat for Humanity is such a great cause um, for that to be donated to. So I love it. Okay, Jim, how about you? Okay, so my favorite innovation was a refrigerator. So before I explain this, I want you to get a visual of me standing in front of a refrigerator with the doors open, with my mouth open in awe, kind of a <laughs> caricature of myself, not because I'm hungry, but truly because I was just absolutely blown away by their new double drawer French door refrigerator. And I'll say that five times yeah, over. I by the way, double, <laughs> double, I can't do it. So double, <laughs> double drawer French door refrigerator. But in all honesty, um, it's, it's a really cool new refrigerator coming out in April of this year. What makes a refrigerator so cool? I can't believe I'm actually doing a little podcast here on <laughs> on my my love of a refrigerator. Well, but it, yeah, so, I mean, but it honestly, it's when when they showed it to us yesterday, I I was just blown away by the simplicity of how practical it was and how smart it was. It's two doors on the top and there are two drawers, side-by-side -side drawers underneath that and then a, a freezer drawer at the bottom. So there's five different compartments. What, what were some of the things that just were, were mind-boggling to me? Mind-bogglingly mind -bogglingly smart and really cool. The two side-by-side -side drawers were brilliant because for all of us who have kids, and especially little kids who are constantly getting in and out of the refrigerator, it gives a special place to put some, some of the foods that are specific to them, you know, be it um, drinks or cheese snacks or fruits or whatever. Each drawer has its own independent um, temperature control, which is just phenomenal. Within the refri main refrigerator itself, at the top, which has the two doors, the most, the most, um, the biggest thing that kind of blew my mind at first was you can see everything in there. It's it is so well lit. It's like a showroom, it, and yes. it's like who who would who would have thought? Well, who would have thought to put a lot of good lighting in a refrigerator? But you the lighting and there's there's like underlighting under yeah. under the shelves, so you can literally see everything in there. And there's there's I can't describe all the cool zoning things, but but you can really control in in a very very um, real way. Um, the temperatures throughout 
throughout all the different zones in the refrigerator. I don't know about you guys. I throw away so much food in my refrigerator that, that yes. because I, you know, I, I'm putting things in the vegetable bin and four days later they're frozen. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that was my, my really big cool thing was yeah. this, was the new double drawer, double door, a friend double, <laughs> see, I can't do it. The double drawer French door refrigerator. Yeah. Well, you know what's cool about that? I think one really tricky thing is the old school refrigerators have that dial and you're never quite sure where to adjust it. There's the minimum and the maximum, right. but what is you that? You have lots of different foods. Yes. What so. is that maximum? What does that really mean, mean for anything. your lettuce versus your cheese right. versus right. your butter yeah. and yeah. meat and whatnot? And so the, did you notice how on the drawers there were those little push buttons? Yes. You could easily push a button yeah. to and switch. You know, maybe you have cheese in there one day. Maybe the next day you're hosting a party and you need that space for wine. You can very easily push a button and it just knows it's so smart. Well, and one other thing when you're just talking about that, Leticia, they have those little tiny compartments for for whatever you want, but for us parents, little you know, for place is like yeah. designated place to put your kids' snacks. Yeah. So Bobby yeah. has his spot and Sally has hers. Yeah. I mean, it's so <laughs> smart. Yeah, right. <laughs> Separate but equal. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I actually have the um, the predecessor to this double door. I'm not gonna be able to say it. <laughs> double door French door. Refrigerator. Did I just get it? Okay, I think I got it. Okay, so I have the predecessor, the older version, and it, it was it's almost identical except that the the double side the side by side drawers are just one big drawer. Um, but it does have that little like snack compartment and the kids love it because my daughter who's five can just kinda that's like her her little area mm -hmm. and you know, she knows that her snacks are in there and she can reach it. Yeah. So that's really, really cool. And what you were saying about food waste, um, I think that that's, that also the lighting plays into that because sometimes you've ever like push something to the far recesses of your fridge and then you literally don't even know it's back there anymore and you lose right. track of it. When, you don't see it. Because you don't see it. But when you can see it, you're like, oh, there's that, you know, jelly or whatever, that sour cream I open instead of buying three more sour creams. <laughs> exactly. 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 Well, this is really cool. I'm glad I'm, I'm glad that you liked it so much that you had to sit there and look and stare into it. I'm going to go Jim. back as soon as we're done recording. So, and just, so yeah, just look at it. <laughs> so, okay. So, Megan, what'd you like? Okay, so my favorite thing, um, actually I had two. So one is related to the kitchen, and that was their new Sunset Bronze um, kitchen suite. It's kind of like, and I've talked before on the show and a lot on my blog, <laughs> about, um, about appliance finishes and how I'm sort of over stainless and have been for a while. So I actually got a new kitchen suite not too long ago, and I went with white. Um, I actually went with Whirlpool's White Ice, which is like a shiny white with stainless. It's beautiful. It's really beautiful. And, and it's different. You know, it's not a lot of people have that. And it's not like that kind of old funky white that looks the, the one that looks like it's in a cheap apartment you know so this it's really nice however i have to say when i saw this um sunset bronze today it did give me a second thought about stainless because it's essentially a stainless finish but it's got this really beautiful golden almost like a rose gold um coating on it so not only does it look beautiful it's very warm especially if you love the look of historic looking kitchens or like a country kitchen it really has that really beautiful warm look but it also resists fingerprints jim tell them it, it, it was incredible we I'm, they they, they, they I, I, okay i rubbed my head on it and but it worked i mean yeah. it really they yeah. it, it it delivers as i say it you really have to work hard to put I, i'm guessing if you like yeah. put mayonnaise all over your hands you could probably right. make a mark but other than that it's pretty it's pretty impressive the yeah. the film coating for fingerprint resistant yes. um whatever qualities it was yeah. pretty neat yeah it's really neat and and I, for those of us who don't want to wash down our refrigerators every wow. single day which i think includes everyone in this room, um, it's very nice to know that you don't have to put that much maintenance into your fridge. And so, or your stove or your dishwasher. 
um, or your microwave. Yeah, it's a whole suite. It's a whole suite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll put pictures in the show notes of that and the four door, the four door, (laughs) (laughs) Ah, the door, the double door, French French door refrigerator. refrigerator. (laughs) I'll also put a picture of that. If you have one with you, um, Jim, (laughs) like, you know, looking longingly at it, I'll include that. You know, maybe Sam got one, so we'll ask. So, and the other thing that I love that we talked about today in a video, which I will also put in the show notes, is um, the Nest system that now pairs with Whirlpool's washers and dryers. Um, Not all of them, but definitely the Duet, and I think another system that they mentioned coming soon. um, I can put more details about that in the show notes as well. But basically what it is, I've had a Nest thermostat system in my house for a couple of years now, and when my husband got it, I thought, oh boy, he just wants one more toy, which is typical for him. Anything techie that comes out, he wants to be the first person to have it. And I was a little skeptical, but I have to say, it's really changed my mind, because what it does is it recognizes your family's patterns um, it's got motion detecting in it. So it knows when you're home or not home. Um, it can kind of sense like what your daily patterns are, whether you're asleep or where everyone's at in the house. And it adjusts your thermostat automatically. So when I wake up in the morning, the thermostat has automatically adjusted to, you know, the heat kicks down or the, or the air conditioner kicks down. Um, and then it kind of knows that around 6.30, everyone gets moving again, and then it starts to heat back up. And so now what this system is doing is give, using that technology to recognize when you're not home or when your family is asleep and adjust the way your laundry works. Um, it, it actually will know when everyone's in bed at night and change your laundry to a quiet mode so that it's not like a gunk, a gunk, a gunk, beep, you know, that <laughs> stuff that keeps kids and, and parents awake. Um, it also knows when you're away from home and will slow down your – it will slow your um, – the cycle's down so that it uses less energy because it knows you're not home, so it doesn't matter. And also does a fluff every 20 minutes or so so that you don't end up with like a sodden or not even sodden, a dry mass of wrinkly clothes in your dryer, which I have come home to too many times. Um, and Letitia, I want you to talk a little bit more about um, the way it works with your with the electric or the power I'm sorry, your energy, you know, company, because I didn't really get that as much. And that's something that's important to you because you live in a big metro area. Right. So um, one of the interesting things about the integration with Nest and this new washer and dryer is that since Nest works with your power company, it knows um, times of day that are really like high use. And so because Nest is tied into the washer and dryer, you can actually, if you don't, if, if laundry isn't a priority that particular day, like I know for me, sometimes my kids need their soccer uniforms for that game that's in 10 minutes or whatever. So I need to get the laundry done by a certain time. But if I can possibly wait, um, Nest can actually work with my washer and dryer to make sure that those loads are run at a time where um, it's more of a low usage area. So I'm using less energy. It's at a time where it's more efficient to run it because it's not that high use period. So right. um, it saves it saves you money, and um, it's a really efficient way of just being really eco friendly yeah. overall, even and more than usual than when you're using your Nest because you're pairing it with your laundry cycles. Yeah, and if you live in a place where um, where power you know brownouts and things like that are a concern, it's just a really easy way to not tax the system um, without really having to think about. It. That's what I love so much is you don't have to think about any of this stuff. It just happens for you. <laughs> magic. (laughs) It's magic. So this is a good way to segue into something we do have to think about a lot, and that is caring for our families um, by doing tasks around the house. And I know that's something that almost gets a bad rap sometimes, um, like this idea that 
that it's important to do the washing and the cooking and the cleaning. I think that's become sort of, especially for women, I know, it's become almost this, like, you have too much going on for that now that's not really worth your time. Um, maybe for men it's never been worth your time. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> them, there, them there are fighting words. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. But I, I do think that there's been this weird cultural shift over the last, especially since I became a mom, that it's like, it's not really okay to talk about how, how that matters. And what I love about this new Whirlpool campaign is that everyday care, they're really talking about how those little things that we do for our families really do make a difference and they matter. So, and by the way, the way we teach them to care for us and care for each other as well. It's not just moms doing the laundry or dads cooking. It's, it's the kids pitching in and everything else. So we have, we have very different family structures. So I thought we could just kind of go down the line and talk about the way we handle some of those things in our house. I know Leticia was talking about ways that she's kind of changed things in the last year to get her kids more on board. And Jim's, a lot of his kids are out of the house. A lot of them. Like, you've got so many. Right. But <laughs> several of his kids are out of the house now. So let's start with Leticia. Leticia, just talk about how kind of caring for each other looks in your house as it pertains to all these household tasks. Sure. Well, caring in our house, you know, it's all the things you do as a, as a family, regular life, right? It's going to the grocery store, picking up great ingredients to make a delicious meal and sitting around the dinner table. It's doing the laundry that needs to be done so your kids can go to school looking right. halfway decent. Someone has to do it. Someone has to do it. <laughs> right. All these little things. But instead of thinking about them as chores, they're acts of care. And that's what the Everyday Care um, campaign is all about. And so in our house, we my kids are 11 and 8, and we've just gone through this big shift where we we redid their closets to make them a little bit easier for them to access so they can really be empowered and take charge of their own laundry because honestly at 11 and 8 they can take they they yeah, can yeah. be responsible right. for putting away the clothes that I fold but they are also very helpful my son loves pushing the buttons on the washer and the dryer so he likes to start the loads they're really good about taking the laundry out and putting it in the dryer but the big piece for me like I am I have no problem folding the laundry mm -hmm. but putting it in their closets can be so hard sometimes the folded I mean we talk about yeah. you know what that wrinkled mess looks like right. when you've kind of forgotten the load that's been in the dryer. Well, then you have that nicely folded pile of clothes. It's in the basket that right. the kids sort of live off of. Right. So this year we've done a big shift and they're actually responsible for putting away their own laundry. Nice. So hooray for that. Yeah, so oh, we're trying to great. find systems that work well in our house. So yeah. that's what we've been working on. That's what you've home. been working on. How, yeah. How's it going? Um, how, one thing I love about some of the technology we're talking about is that it makes it easy. And laundry is something I've been a little bit controlly about in my house only because it's so easy to screw it up and I love the idea that it's getting less it's getting easier and easier to just train your kids in a simple way so it's literally a push button it's foolproof you well, know and I think the thing that's really interesting about what Whirlpool's developing the apps and the various care cycles mm -hmm. that they talked about that you can download that keeps it fresh and interesting we know kids love devices they love yeah. things with buttons I think my kids would be really interested in seeing the kinds of different cycles that are out there in a way it makes them more educated about it makes them really educated consumers yeah. if they pitch in and help out so using those tools to really get them on board with doing laundry which is a task they honestly like I hope yeah. this continues forever <laughs> but um it keeps them engaged which yeah. I think is really good and interested yeah. in something that's important yeah. not as a chore but as a way of everyday care yeah I love it okay Jim so tell us about how things are in your household right now and how that's looking as far as a division of not chores but care I love the way you put that <laughs> yeah how we care in our house well just to give you a little bit of background I'm I'm uh, a single dad and I've got three kids that, that I've raised alone since they were little so I've I've kind of been on a journey myself about chores mm -hmm. and some of the things you're talking about, Megan, just in terms of what's what has value and what doesn't have value. And I'd have to say, you know, I kind of started this whole journey 
um, 10 years ago, feeling like I had to be perfect in everything I did. Uh, I mean, okay. so guys can have these feelings. I you want you want to do, you know, at least I, I wanted to be perfect in everything from having perfect meals, having mm -hmm. the clothes done perfectly, making lunches perfect. And that lasted about six months. And I about had a nervous, nervous breakdown because I just couldn't I couldn't do it. And I, I yeah. and I was and I was trying to do it alone. So but that was good because it really, I think, started to change, help me help me step back and look at my role as a nurturer. Mm -hmm. And fortunately, I was raised by two really nurturing p people, my mother and my father. Um, and so I had a lot kind of a personal experience to draw from. And I think I've really just, I have really been comfortable over the last several years of kind of prior, or not prioritizing, but putting things in different buckets of some things don't matter and some things do. Right. And I don't really aspire to get A's in everything anymore. The things that matter to me, if I can get a good C plus or a B minus <laughs> a lot, a passing grade, yeah. And, and with happy kids mm -hmm. and healthy kids and emotionally adjusted kids, I'm pretty good with that. I don't really care to be a kind of a Pinterest parent kind of um, person. I, I try I try to, to to do okay and have and have that quality time um, that you're talking about. So so back to chores and, and caring. I actually one of the things I do love from kind of a chores perspective. I, there are certain things I really love doing, and I've always loved doing laundry. Okay. And my father loved doing laundry. Um, and I, you know, I was talking to someone today about, it, and I think part of the, part of the part of it is I like some of those chores that that have a beginning and an end, because yeah, yeah there's so many Social things. And parenting does have a exactly, and and, and it's also like I was saying to someone earlier, I like mowing a yard because yeah. it's you know, or gar I like gardening sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's like it's such you can step back and say I. I did a, <laughs> and I did a pretty good job. Yeah. And and the towels are clean or warm right. or whatever. So I actually like doing that. That said, as a parent, I know I need to teach my kids, and I'm kind of an enabler, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. I kind of love the, you know, I love to smother my kids with probably way too much of, of my attention. But over the years, um, you know, much like you guys, I've learned that that's a dangerous thing if you're if you're actually going to try to raise kids who can leave you someday. They need to learn how to do some of these maybe things. Take care of you one day. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I've, but I've also realized, too, all kids are different. So I, I actually have kind of – I've had different rules with each kid. And I think that's kind of been one of my parenting styles is I've learned on – you can't be the same parent with every kid. You can have some kind – I mean, you guys have a lot of kids between you two. And so I've, I've given myself – the permission to be a little different with each of the kids. I have one child, well, not to go through all three of them, but like my daughter, um, my daughter was always drawn to helping with certain kind of chores and stuff, and so that was great. My youngest son is is a, 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 a kind of a different different breed, and he needs he needs kind of motivation in different ways. Um, so I have kind of gently moved moved him in the direction of you know things like folding clothes. But here's a great story to end on, kind of end on him. He is now in his freshman year of college, and and basically, I've you know, I left, I sent him off to college, thinking, oh my God, he's going to wear the same underwear for three months in a row, <laughs> and you know what? He didn't. He didn't. He figured good. it out. Yeah. And he, several times during his um, his first semester, he called me with questions like, um, you know, can you can you oh, this was the one I loved the most. It read. He understood the difference that you had to put colors and darks and whites and different what and he called me one day and he said does that same rule apply in the dryer oh, that's a isn't that question. and it proved to me he listened yes. yeah that's when you think they're not gonna yeah. right and it was like wow. it, it, i i was like i was so proud of him but he's home he's home right now on a break and he the first thing one of the first things he said was would you do my laundry while I'm here? Because he wants you to take care of it. Right. And, and yeah, you know what? I'm happy to do, to do that. Yeah. You know, it's so so I 
I, 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 from a vantage point, I, I really do believe in whirlpools messaging that these, these chores are love. Yeah. And as parents, I think we have to remind ourselves. In fact, I wrote a, my blog post this morning was on this very thing. Some, some of the very, my, my point in the, my story this morning is a lot of parenting is mundane. Mm. Yes, absolutely. And and we all have to remind each other that it's in those mundane things that some pretty valuable things happen cumulatively yes. over time. And it might seem pretty boring at the moment. Right. Like, you know, whatever, making one more lunch for school. But at the end of the day, some of these most of these things come back in very big ways with our kids. So that's kinda how my that. mindset that's my mindset yeah. on, on chores and caring and, and, yeah. and um we'll see where my son goes with his laundry over the next two years, <laughs> so stay tuned. <laughs> Yes, keep us posted. <laughs> I love that, Jim, it does like touched on something I've been blogging about and talking about forever is that um, it, when we look at it all, if you look at everything as like a task, just I have to check this off and move on to the next thing. And you, you have to romanticize it a bit. I feel like you have to put the romance in it because if you yeah. don't, what is the point? Oh my gosh, you get so stuck. You know, in and it feels like, ugh, one more thing I have to do. But when you think about it as an act of showing love, that just totally flips the script. And I love that you shared that story about your son off at college, because I think these days we're all so, we have this weird anxiety about like raising kids who are, you know, prepared to be adults. But then like, what if we don't teach them how to, well, anyone can learn how to do laundry, especially nowadays. It's literally you push a button. What they need is the desire to want to figure it out and to see that it's something worth doing. And I feel like if they see it, you know, as that's, that doesn't mean I'm a total doormat and I never expect my kids to do anything because I totally do. Um, but I just think if they see that you're putting a lot of attention and it's important, then they're going to think it's important as well. And I just think that that carries, that really carries through. And I love that. Go ahead. So Leticia, I think, heard this story yesterday. And, and, and this is not meant to be start as a sad story because it's going to end with, with a very happy part. But when I was a little kid, my mom died when I was a, in, in grade school or uh, middle school. And I was youngest of five kids. I was the baby in the family. My mom was 49. So I'm sure a lot of the people listening to this can go, gosh, that's pretty close yeah. to, uh, to a real age. And... Um, at um, after my mom died, my after my mother died, my dad was my dad who was a very funny, loving man though was standing before a group of people honoring her who who were honoring her, and in describing one of the things, and I was in the audience, and one of the things my dad said, I was fourteen at the time, and he said her name was Betty, and he said Betty washed a mean load of laundry, <laughs> and he meant that, yeah. and I I. It's funny. It's one of those little things that I never forgot. That he, what he meant was she put her heart into everything, including you know every task, all those yeah. tasks, and it really stu- has stuck with me as a parent that th- those things matter. Yeah. So so anyway, so I throw that out there for well, but I throw that yeah. out there for all the parents because we get so weighed down. Like and, and it, to me, it's also like have we lost ourselves? Right. And are, have we lost our our self worth? And to me, that that's kind of a big message is. These are the these things matter. Right. And yes. 20 years from now, we're gonna wish we had these moments. Yeah. Because th- that's this is pretty fun stuff. At the it, right. It's not fun in the moment, but it's pretty valuable stuff. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree. Um, and I okay. think that there's something else too in the whole act of caring. Like we're mm-hmm. showing our kids that we care, but we can also raise these young citizens who are caring themselves. Right. So it sort of comes full circle. You know, your yeah. mom doing a mean load of laundry. Well, that act showed you how much she cared for you. But I think also as we raise a new generation, these things are so important. You know, I think that that actually, and Jim, that was a beautiful story. Um, it brings me kind of around to something else that comes to mind a lot of times. I don't think it's always what we're doing that the kids are noticing, but it's the spirit with which we're doing it. So again, like if you're going into something with the act of love and care, then that's, 
you know, that matters. That mm -hmm. counts a lot. And I've, um, I wrote a blog post a few years ago and it, the title was Embrace the Endlessness <laughs> because I was always right. hearing from people who were saying right. like, it's never done. It's never, you know, I'll clean the house and the next day it's messy again. And, and I'm like, I, I know, but every day you wake up and your teeth are gross and you brush them because it's just something you're going to do every day yes. <laughs> for the rest of your life. I mean, it's just, it's not going to go away. And if we can flip that a little bit, the way we approach those things, um, while still definitely teaching. And I, and I loved your comment about how different kids and, and you too, Letitia, about how different kids learn differently, like, or just approach chores differently. I have a son who, if I say, honey, um, I need you to unload the dishwasher. He's immediately on his feet doing it like immediately. And then I have my older son who is the staller and the bargainer and the delegator. So if I say, I'll hear it, I'll be like, Jacob, he's my oldest. And I think sometimes this is an oldest, like bossy kid thing. And I'll say, I really need you to take the trash out. I'll walk out of the room and I'll hear him say, Isaac, take the trash out to his brother who will get up and take the trash out. And I'm like, no, 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 you can't do that. So it's, there's a lot of negotiation you have to do to figure out you know, I finally realized I can't ever give them one chore to split. I can't ever say I need you two to clean right. up the kitchen because then it's like Jacob, like back with his feet up, like do do do, while Isaac's doing all the work. I mean, there has to, and I, if I want Jacob to do something, I have to ask him three hours ahead of time because that's about how long it's going to take before he feels like he's not being railroaded. It's it's just this very interesting and. It's like the power struggles yeah. that can be there. Oh, and I've got a staller. I mean, I've got all the, you know, yeah. I've got, just, <sighs> I've got the one who the perfectionist, you know. So, so you have to find what works well for their personality. Exactly, right? exactly. Tap into that and exactly have them be part of the family and right caring that way. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been really fun, you guys. Does anybody have any like last things that they want to share about their experience at CES or I mean, I don't know anything about family caring for your families. I, know, I feel like we left on a really good note, but <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, um, I will just say so. We're here, we're we're talking to you from Las Vegas, mm -hmm. which is one of those cities that you can experience the broadest, weirdest spectrum of things <laughs> Human. in in like three minutes, and I won't even go into it. But all I can say is, kids, I miss you. <laughs> I love that. I love that, Letitia. How about you? Anything? Yeah, I, I definitely I go the kids I the kids I miss you yeah. um, sentiment as I was talking to my kids waiting in a very long bus line to get back to the sands. Um, I had a full conversation with each of them and then also sent them pictures of of us doing our video today for Whirlpool. Yeah. So I think they're going to get a kick of that and especially of the the video that we did yesterday, Jim. But um, I think you know when looking at the things that are coming up and the trends for 2015, the smart connected home is certainly one of them. There's a lot of products out there, and I think it's really intimidating for families to think about. But technology is designed, when you find the technology that works well for you, it's really designed to make your lives easier. And I think Whirlpool has done a fantastic job of that. And I'm not just saying that because they brought us all here. Right, I but no, I, I, I honestly believe in looking at their products and having a chance to get to know them that um, they are really designed to streamline, streamline our lives so we can make caring for our families even easier. I love that. And when we were just um, sitting in a panel where um, a strategic partner developed, I don't remember what his title was, a guy from Whirlpool was saying that their strategy is not to create tech just for tech's sake. And I love that. It's putting the human face on it. It has to make a real difference to real families in a way that they can use or they're not going to do it. Right. So, and I get behind that because I'm not a techie person. I mean, you guys heard my story about how I can't even run my own computer without <laughs> bringing my husband to Las Vegas with me. <laughs> <laughs> so we're all signing off now. It's been a long day. Um, and, you know, in, in keeping with the um, missing the kids, I just hope that when I get home that the kitchen will be relatively clean. But I'm not expecting perfection. And I, I believe that, that they'll pull it off. So <laughs> you have to believe in them. You have right? to believe in them. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, thanks so much, guys, for being on the show.
I hope you enjoyed listening to that interview with Jim and Letitia and I. I really enjoyed recording it from my hotel room at Treasure Island in Las Vegas uh, at the Consumer Electronics Show last week. Um, Jim, of course, is at bobbleheaddad.com and Letitia is at techsavvymama.com. So definitely check them out. I also want to talk a little bit more about delegation and chores and household tasks before I sign off. If you've been reading uh, my blog lately, you know that I am really ramping down how much content I'm going to be churning out, but I'm going to be focusing on more in-depth content. And this month, I'm really going to be taking a close look at delegation of chores and housework and how that works in our family. Um, The post I just put up on Monday, so if you're listening to this, you know, the week it comes out, it should be the most recent post, you know, after the uh, podcast post. If you're listening to it a few months down, just go to thehappiesthome.com and search for Delegate Like Downton. And that is Downton Abbey. I talk about how I sort of take uh, a Carson and Mrs. Hughes approach to delegating housework in, in my home and how that works in our house is that everyone sort of has their uh, specialty. They have a realm that they're in charge of and we tend to have the kids do the same chores over and over again rather than dividing things up among the kids um, just randomly or based on you know what you know maybe putting it in a cycle or something like that. I find that it helps to have everybody know exactly what they're in charge of and then to become really good at that task. And then if they do have to train a younger sibling in it, um, it's it's a lot easier for them to do that. They also take more ownership of those jobs because it is their job. Even little Clara, she's only five, and her job is always, after the kids come home, uh, the room that they walk into and take all their snow pants and their boots and their mittens and hats and everything off, it just looks like a tornado went through. So Clara's job, after everyone comes through, is to go put everything back. So she puts away the shoes and or lines up the shoes by the back door and she puts away coats and, and lines up the backpacks and she knows that's her job. And so when I say, Clara, it's time to do your job, um, there's really no fighting about it. I don't have to train her every time. She just goes and does it. And of course, the older kids have their variations on those too. And it doesn't always go smoothly. Sometimes there's complaining and stalling, um, which I will actually be talking about in a future post, which um, will probably go up on Monday, is how to deal with kids different personalities. If you have one who jumps up and does whatever chore the minute you ask them, but another one who stalls, how do you divide housework up fairly? And how do you make sure that the staller gets it done without always having to be policed? So I've got some strategies for that that I will share on the blog um, next week sometime. Okay, that's it for this week's episode of the Home Hour. I hope you loved our little peek at Consumer Electronics Show 2015 in Las Vegas and finding out more about Whirlpool's great products. You can go to whirlpool.com backslash everyday care to find out more about the everyday care campaign I'm working on. And also keep an eye on the blog because I will be doing a few more posts about some of the great technology we saw there and the fun innovations and new appliances and features that they have coming out that will make caring for your family more simple, more satisfying, and more fun. Thanks a lot for listening, and I'll be back next week with another episode of The Home Hour.